big go live. I'm looking at the page. I don't see it's live yet, but we will hopefully be there. Facebook live. Those were streaming. They might just hear us confusedly chatter. It's done. Redirecting the Facebook live page. And we are. We are live. Welcome to the quarantine cast. We're glad you're here. We're sorry for sorry for the delay, but by now you should already know that when we say eight o'clock, we mean eight o'clock till somewhere between eight and ten. That's when we're going to start. Uh, when we finish, that's when we finish. I, of course, am Brian Noonan. That, of course, is Cody Goff, the uh, the executive producer and partner of the quarantine cast with Brian and Cody. We are very excited today because if you were a big listener of the uh, the show um, back when we were doing Sunday nights, you know that one of our regular segments was at the breweries where we would talk all about craft beer and beer and we would drink beer. And we always were very lucky to have uh, our guest that we are lucky to have again tonight, John Carruthers from uh, Revolution Brewing, UT hey. Chicago. You can follow him on Twitter and Facebook, uh, revbrewing.com. Is that correct? Revbrew.com, yes? Revbrew.com. Revbrew.com and industry insider Jesse Valenciana, one of the founders of ManBQ. Uh, Jesse, uh, Jesse, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, good question, Jesse ManBQ. Jesse ManBQ, that's it. Jesse ManBQ. Welcome, guys. Thank you. We're uh, how is everyone holding up during this uh, time of COVID? Oh, oh I mean, up. yeah. Well, Jesse can speak for him. Jesse does not have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. No. <laughs> I know. Are you homeschooling? Look, I'm getting great at drawing elephants. I'm very good at deciding when it's time to watch Frozen. Uh, (laughs) Otherwise, you know, we're managing. My kids are precious and I love them, but uh, they'll drive me into my grave. That's fine. (laughs) Now, you don't have, all you have is your dog to to worry about, right, Jesse? Yeah, yeah, just my my dog. Um, You know, he's getting up there in age and um, he's, so he, he was recently diagnosed with uh, some bad stuff, but, um, you know, he's he's on medication, which he's on steroids. So, like, he's like this plump little peanut. Um, <laughs> it's nothing too serious right now, but um, it's funny because he went from being, like, this little beefy dude to, like, losing some weight because he got sick. And now he's just, like, I'm giving him the best life that I can, right? Yeah. And he has been eating a bunch of table food, which he never ate. So he's not this, like, chunker, and it's, like, the cutest thing. Man. It's just like Lance Armstrong. <laughs> it's exactly like Lance Armstrong. I should change the name. Just Lance. Lance. Now, guys, I don't know if you know this. Uh, every week that we've been doing this, Cody has come up with huge news. He comes in. He wants to be the the bell of the ball, the focus of the whole uh, the whole deal. <laughs> Sorry, no. So go ahead. we started off with the big news, which I told you about. Cody is going to be a dad. Then Cody. Uh, Brian Fries for you guys too. Yeah. <laughs> He's like this. I thought he was just going, ah. Uh. <laughs> He's let's, like, I don't know. So what you to can say. match his facial expression the best. Uh, oh. Do you have a cat uh, update and what's your you just appeared there for a minute? A cat update? No, no cat update, Brian. That's all I heard. Cat update, no updates. I'm right. boring today. I'm just drinking beer. Just drinking beer. Well, that's part of the that's part of the thing. Now we did mention that. We're going to do uh, at the breweries. We also have promised the saddest Easter story ever, which I know John said he is very and, eager to hear. Uh, it's become an annual tradition, much to my mother's chagrin. But uh, let's go around the horn because we are all drinking a, 
hopefully, yes, we're all drinking local beers because, uh, well, it's, you got to support the small business. So I'll start yep. with start with our guest. Jesse, what are you drinking out of that beautiful uh, McDonald's caricature glass? This 1980s uh, vintage Big Mac glass. I'm drinking Cruz Blanca's um, Coconut L Train. And this is my absolute favorite beer. A, a, a while ago, I think it was last year, actually, I, I talked about how much I love that beer. And uh, Jacob, who's been on the show with us, um, he hates making this because um, it's one of those beers that he doesn't find challenging enough for him, but it's so damn good. Um, what style is it? It's an IPA. And I'm not a big guy. You guys know that I'm not an yeah. IPA guy. Jesse, but, he hates it because it makes you happy. That's what he meant. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. He's like a he's like a mom. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> Yikes, we're getting deep, and it's like right. minute four. Does he always wear high waisted pants when he's uh, when he's brewing? I'm just kidding. Um, but it's yeah, it's one of my absolute favorite beers. It's um, the the IPA it, it, itself without the coconut. It, it's good, but I'm not. a an IPA guy when he puts those the toasted coconut in there it's just amazing so uh it's on it's on draft now and it's not gonna last long because that that beer tends to go pretty quick but they obviously are filling crawlers if you uh and doing curbside yeah curbside today online I I I bought it and for the you know like common section like what else would you like I said I wanted a fake uh Rick Bayless autograph which I didn't get mm. so <laughs> rats all right, but the beer is good. All right, John, what are you uh, what are you drinking? All right, Brian, will you indulge me in some flogging? Yes, please. I would love. I am going to support other local brews throughout this entire show. I want to run some revolution plugs because yeah, it's more important than ever. Thank you, curbside people. Thank you, Grubhub people. Right now, drinking a Sun Crusher. Okay, our hoppy wheat beer for summer. Ah. Uh, available in 16 ounce cans now because there's no sports and that's where we <laughs> usually sent those cans oh is that right but, okay yeah we also redesigned the city series as city yeah it's attractive that's cross of gold that's attractive cl right oh let's tell for people who aren't familiar what what are those beers Rev, I know you told so, us the name, but you didn't tell us what, like Cross of Gold. What cross is of Gold, an American golden ale, smooth drinking. I mean, if you are trying to get your dad who only drinks uh, Miller Lite, Bud Light, whatever, and stuff, this is a straight up craft made golden ale. Very easy drinking, very cool. Now it's got a great L design. Uh, mm -hmm. Fist City is my favorite beer that we make. American Pale Ale, it has the Jackson Park statue on it. Ah, and then Riff. Rev Pills, this is the thing our brewers drink more than anything. Um, and it's got the Logan Square Illinois Centennial Monument on it. And all three now have the Chicago Municipal Device, and that's like our new thing. Proudly brewed only in Chicago. Not a swipe at anybody. <laughs> all right. Very nice. And then uh, whoop, 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 but yes, we've also this? released <laughs> Brunch Hero. It's I an IPA with blood orange. For all you basic cronut eaters out there, it's got some good hops, it's hazy, and it's got a ton of blood orange in it. It's for that time between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. when you want to be drunk, but also eat some bacon. So that's you know, Brunch Hero? Yes. Had I known that Revolution was going to sponsor this segment, I would have uh, asked my boss if we could sponsor part of it. We don't have the money that they do, but, you know. 
your boss. Well, I would have I, I would have asked for a delivery if I had known uh, if I had known that as well. You got yeah, some, Brian, I saw yeah, something else coming out that you guys had. Oh, what's that glass? <laughs> Sorry, dovetail. Uh, this is my actual thing to plug that I do not work for. Dovetail is putting out. Uh, delivery within a mile of the brewery. Um, they're doing a special delivery drop to different neighborhoods on Wednesday. They're doing curbside, selling these glasses, selling pretty much every beer they do in whatever can they can find. You know, everything from Dunkel to Doppelbach, Doppelrauschbach, uh, everything. And this Dovetail Hellas is fantastic, and I could drink it for the entire show and then for five more shows. I love that Hellas lager that they do. Really? I love how much money John's making off of all these different breweries in Chicago. Well, listen, he's doing it the right way. We we just went and spent our own money at all these breweries. John is getting you know, well. He works for one, but uh, yeah. oh, Jesse, we all can't sell our used jogging shorts for money to perverts on the internet. <laughs> you should try it, man. You can do that too. There's a market. Well, I can't, but look at Jesse, dude with the hockey hair. Now he's a ten yeah, out of ten. He's ready. Very luxurious locks. All right, speaking of look, whoa, hold on. Here's the big news. You shaved, Cody. Last week, your yeah. mom, last week his mom was saying during the podcast, begging people to buy him razor blades so that he could shave. You shaved. What happened? Well, I'm buying a house, so I had to buy a lawnmower. So I figured I would put it to good use, and uh, that's how I shave with a lawnmower. Really? Actually, do you know that? Do you know that they have electronic lawnmowers that kind of work like Roombas, but they're lawnmowers? Yeah. You know that? I mean, like. It's been a while since I worked in landscaping, but that operation is counterindicated by your user's manual. Well, this. you know, I like to live dangerously. Uh, no, right, Cody, so you, now that your now that your big uh, lawnmower shaving bit went over so well, what are you drinking? <laughs> not enough. I'm not drinking enough. I might go get my vape pen in a minute too if this keeps up like this. Uh, no, I'm drinking, uh, so I picked this up. I drink boxed beer. It's kind of like boxed wine, only it's, uh, why does Jesse show up on the big screen every time I start? I'm like, I'm doing, so I'm doing camera controls. Like, I don't know why I did that. I just mirrored Jesse. You're hanging loose, bro. I'm doing you're not, you're not in control, while, Cody. <laughs> well, while, I while all you guys were talking, doing your things, I clicked the thing to make your big faces, you know, so John's front and center, Jesse's front and center, Brian's front and center. Now, anyway, for me, Jesse just pops up. <laughs> like I'm just talking and the whole screen's just Jesse. Now it's you. I don't know who else is seeing this, so I'll just all keep I'm it seeing in. is you. I'll, I'll just keep it in it. Facebook page, and all I see is you. Fine, I'll just Deal. keep it in Brady Bunch mode. Anyway, I drink boxed yeah. beer, kind of like I like boxed wine. Uh just kidding, but it is in a box. So is this is Parabola? Whoa. Firestone Parabola uh, vintage. Um, mm. I bought this at Beer Miscuous, which is like a coffee shop for beer. I love beer miscuous, it's incredible. You go in, they got a little, they got a few beers on tap. You can go hang out. You can bring in food. You can do whatever you want. They got just cases and cases of, or uh, fridges and fridges of just like individual beers. You can get any beer you want, mix and match, find them individually, walk in, grab one beer, walk out, whatever you want to do. But uh, it's funny because when I, uh, when I got this beer, I was checking out and, and the guy was trying to put all my beers in a six pack. And he's like, do, do you mind if I take this out of the box? Do you mind if I take this beer out of the box? Because it must be like collectible or something for people. And I was like, I'm going to drink it. So I don't, I don't really care to take it out of the box. But for those who don't want to take it out of the box, here's what the actual bottle, bottle looks like. But it's a, it's a stout. Yeah, but he gave you the box. You're telling a story that doesn't line up with you having the box. 
No, no, no. He fla- So he took. I don't know if you heard the lawnmower shaving bit, John. It's <laughs> fitting in perfect. He, he took out the box and then flattened the box and then slid it into the side of the six pack. And then when I got home, I popped it back up for this special segment. Well, that's adorable. <laughs> Very adorable. The thing is, is, Cody looks too young, so the guy's like, "Hey, little boy, you know what adults do with this beer box? They flatten it, and when you get home to your parents' house, you can pop it back up." Yeah. Hey, whiz, did, Mister. Thanks. Did he offer to sell you some Paul Malls for your great uncle too? <laughs> hey, listen here. <laughs> you know Cody only smokes Lucky Strikes. I, I'm uh, going to be smoking a lot more than that at the rate this is going. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this beer is 13.6 alcohol, uh, which is not nearly strong enough for this conversation. But, no. it, dude, it's like, like if you like Goose Island's Bourbon County Stout, like, brand beers, and you can't find one or whatever, and you get your hands on this, this is really good. I mean, it'll cost you, like, 12, 13, 14 bucks, but it's, this is a really good beer. It's, like, really? a really good stout. Speaking so, of, I had a, uh, the other day, I had a 2016 Proprietors that I had been, uh, I guess, cellaring, but it had just been in my refrigerator. <laughs> Holy cow. That's the best place for it. That was so good. But tonight... Because it is, uh, it's been warm the last two days, and I'm transitioning into my uh, session beers, which is polite way of saying I'm drinking way too much during this self quarantine. <laughs> I have uh, Beguile Boat Shoes. They just released it again last week. It's their Kolsch style lager. It's uh, refreshing, light, and it's uh, you know I love yacht rock. I love to wear Sperry topsiders that I wore back in the '80s, and uh, so this is the perfect uh, perfect beer for me during the warm weather, but let's get into this because John, you mentioned this before and I, I availed myself twice of Big Isle's curbside, curbside service. And, and Jesse, you, you mentioned you went to cruise today and did the same thing. In this horrible circumstance, this is one of the only ways that a lot of these breweries are at least staying afloat for now. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, there's, um, there's an article that, that just came out from the uh, Brewers Association this week and kind of breaks everything down as to like how how bad it really is and the numbers. Uh, but realistically, like and, and John could attest to this, you know, if you're if you're doing um, there was a bump in on site sales um, off premise because people were, you know, rushing to get beer because, you know, it's the apocalypse. So, so everybody right. has to the toilet, toilet paper, paper and beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and, you know, it works the same thing with beer, but um, distributed draft, that those numbers are horribly down because there's no bars down. to take them. Yeah, which is insane. Um, you know, luckily, so now I work, I work for Dry Hop and the, the different breweries within that family. And, um, you know, luckily we, we are a small brew pub and we crawler, and that's been huge for us. Um, and I, I do really feel for all the other breweries that um, rely a lot on distributed draft. So, you know, at least for us, it's it helps that we're a brew pub because people come in, get a burger, get a crawler. Um, and, and that that keeps, you know, business steady and keeps me employed, hopefully. <laughs> Knock on wood. Well, yeah. congrats on the new gig. Thank you. Nice to have you with a Chicago brewery, Jesse. <laughs> Not a <laughs> <laughs> wow. Burns. Uh, I'm, 
I, we are horrible to each other. That's why we're such good I friends. Um, no, Je Jesse's right. Um, you know, as, as good as your investment and your business plan is, uh, no brewer is ever prepared for a 100% drop in draft sales. I mean, it's just completely unprecedented. And I don't think we've seen decisive action, you know, at the government or state level to support the kind of businesses we are. So, I mean, we're really here where the point is that brewers are kind of hustling for themselves and making their own, you know, opportunities. And honestly, like, we always say that we are incredibly like happy and thankful for our customers. And we always are, but like now, like the irons are to the fire and like everyone who's supporting local beer right now, who's picking up, who's doing delivery, who's what, you know, if you're, if you're supporting your local brewer, if you can, and if you're, you know, you know, tipping, just doing whatever you can, like, this is the most important time it has ever been for craft, for local craft. Like you can support independent today, or there might not be independent tomorrow. And like, I don't mean to say that alarmist. I mean that to say that like, there is an outpouring of love and respect and appreciation for every single person who buys even just, you know, like a crowler or a four pack, because like, it is most definitely felt at every level of the beer industry when you support your local brewer. Now, yeah. some, what about, and people, it's easy for people to understand small places, whether it's Dovetail or, or Beguile or my friends at Exit Strategy or Flatjack, Buckle Down, any of the small breweries, People looking at listening to you, Johnny, going, "Well, Rev's Rev's huge, so they're probably they don't have to worry about anything." But that's couldn't be farther from the truth, too, right? No, I mean, think about you know. So say, and th this happened, you know, it was a big deal where we were the number one craft brand, um, you know, in Illinois for the last 365 days, and that includes, uh, you know, Heineken, who owns, um, you know, Lagunitas, and includes Leinenkugels, and includes everything else, um, but you if you're the biggest you took an even bigger hit on the fact that no one can buy your beer on draft anymore no one can buy your beer at a bar anymore you know it's it's huge like no one has ever ever planned for what's happening now and like you can have smart people you can have great production but no one is ever set up for a business plan that just strikes out all of their draft or all of their off-premise you know it's it's tough um you know and that's we're hoping that that people that you know as many people survive as, as possible because it's you know, none of us have planned for this. We're all in the same boat. This is a, right. a very unprecedented, scary time. But at the same time, it's also been incredibly heartening and incredibly encouraging to see people really like you know people say I support local, I support craft, or I support my neighborhood, and like we are really seeing people put their money where their mouth is, and they are supporting their local breweries, they're supporting their local restaurants, they are trying to you know be encouraging and keep things afloat while we kind of wait for any any guidance from the government or we wait for you know just how the next few months are going to shake out like it's it's a tough time you know but it's it's a time where people have really shown their true colors and you know regardless of how dire it is right now them showing their true colors has been incredibly encouraging to people like me and jesse yeah because people aren't they're not uh, you know like you said, they're putting their money where their mouth is. They're coming out. Every time I've gone to a place to pick up beer, I haven't been the only person there. You know, it's, yeah. there's, there's always somebody around or, and everybody's keeping their distance. And most of the places I've been, it's, you know, you, I love you order online. I went out two weeks ago. Uh, and this, I blame you two guys for, because <laughs> I don't, I don't know if you're going to remember this last year, 
Uh, one of the beers you brought in was Pollyanna Summer. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. No, I remember that. I remember that because you texted me about your mom texting you about it. The yeah. next morning, and then we had we had the family over in the summer, and she uh, drank Summerly like it uh, was going to stop the coronavirus, even though we didn't know this was even coming. No, it, it's like being an extra on an old Seinfeld episode. Uh, every time your mom goes to the store, I get a four-cent check from Pollyanna. So. <laughs> well, the problem was she uh, a couple weeks ago, she was like, we had a, we had a big family call, and... Uh, she said, oh, I really want a pizza. And we said, well, my, you can order a pizza. Everybody's delivering pizza. I don't have any beer. <laughs> oh, holy crap. I love your mom so much. I know. Uh, you can tell the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. <laughs> so I saw, and after I talked to her the next day or so, I see that Instagram, that Pollyanna is releasing Summer League that week. And I was like, oh, all right. So I had to drive out there. But the point of that story is, one, uh, I'm now her favorite son. Two, all of the breweries have been so, so good about transitioning to these online orders. So you don't have to, there's not the credit card or cash transaction. They're limiting the exposure that your employees are having with the public and that the public is having with the brewery. But you can get everything set up. And I have not had a bad experience anywhere I've gone uh, when I'm picking up beer. Yeah, it's, you know, one of the, the words that it has been like sticking out in my head since all this kind of started, um, I, I was brought on as the new marketing director for a group of breweries. And it's really awesome. The title's really amazing. Uh, and once this hit, it was kind of like, all right, what's going to happen? And it was like our world got turned upside down and you have to pivot, right? So that, that word pivot has become this like, almost like a rallying cry, like uh, with me personally, like I'm there for whatever um, I can do to help besides strategy. You know, I've been on social media, I've been managing that now for the breweries. And it's like, there's things that normally somebody would help me with that, but it's like, well, you know, we don't have that. We don't have that luxury because we had to go down to a skeleton crew. You know, unfortunately we can't have the staff that we had and uh, it's been tough. Um, and to John's point, you know, it, it's, it's really nice to see, these breweries really rally around each other. And I come from a obviously bigger brewery and, you know, it, it was, it started in Chicago, but that local feel, um, I've never felt it the way I do now, you know, like corridor is one of our breweries and it's in the little Southport corridor, kind of close to Wrigleyville. Um, and it's amazing the feedback and the engagement and interaction we get from our social media posts, you know, and you really feel like we're part of the fabric of this neighborhood. It's yeah. not my neighborhood. You know, I'm I'm a humble park guy now. I was Ukrainian village and I always kind of looked at that area. I was like, ah, it's not my cup of tea, but it's really impressive. And um, it's, it's awesome to see how that neighborhood has rallied to support local businesses, you know, and the same thing's happening to Dry Hop, uh, our other brewery. Um, it's really neat to see people really in, instead of going and buying a Heineken or, you know, whatever they can get, they they go to the brewery and pick up one of our beers. Um, and it's, it's freshly made beer. It's made in your neighborhood. Um, and, and for me personally, you know, I see my other friends hurting and I'm trying to do what I can to, to help support them. There's a lot of breweries where uh, if this was any other time I could walk in and same thing with John, we could walk into a place and at the end of the, of a long night of drinking, they give you like a $5 tab. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, like now I just kind of almost like a secret shopper where I order ahead. And I leave like a little silly note 
um, and I show up and they're like, oh, damn it, it's you, you know? Yeah. Like, you should have let us know. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want you to, to give me anything free. Like, it's it's not about that right now. Yeah, I'll get a free beer. I'll get a free beer when this is all over. Now, Cody, last week you told us you were done with stouts, and now you're drinking a 13 percent stout. What uh, what brought about the change? It's all I had. We we went out. Uh, <laughs> That's was, all they had there, Cody. All I had. <laughs> it's all I had. No, no, no Cody my... was drinking like a lunatic on Saturday. Saturday. It's your birthday. Oh, I drank all day. Oh no, I I drank all day. Saturday was my birthday, so. Um, Happy belated. Thank you, Jesse. John, do you have anything to say? Yeah, happy 24th. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. That's about right. Oh, he a... looks like an angel. He shaved with a long yes. Oh, he's like, a, oh, calling back. He gets his best, license this year. Best bit of the night, <laughs> the lawnmower bit. Hey, it's too bad because I'm not allowed to drive anywhere. You know, it's, it's. Remember when he got his license to drive with Heather Graham? It was a movie. You said I know from your disgusted look, Jesse, that you remember this movie. Hey, do you want a Beamer? No thanks. I got a Mercedes. Yeah, there we go. Dream. Everybody's stream license to drive. That, I have no idea if it's streaming anywhere. That was one of the Corys, correct? Both it of was the Corys. Two of the Corys. Both of the Corys. Oh, dude, all, right. all the Corys. So I all watched that. I watched that in my driver's license uh, class. Just to tell you that in Woodstock, driver's license classes are a friggin' scam. <laughs> Your driver's license class. Yeah, it was like two whole classes. We got to watch this dumbass movie. Wait, was and this it was like, school? this will help you drive. Was this one of these private places or through school? Oh, it's totally one of these private places. That's why you don't privatize things. You know, we need, <laughs> we need important state structures and not some... <laughs> I don't know. Like being like, oh, I'm hungover. Here's two license to drives. And you'll definitely not like drive on the train tracks because you saw aim. <laughs> Feldman so and who aim. do you blame more, the instructor or the Corys? I blame society, my man. Damn. Fight the yeah. power. Fight yeah. the never, power. never blame the Corys. Get out of my dreams. Get into the revolution. Right on, Billy Ocean. I got you. Cody, I wish you were next to me so I could smack you. <laughs> What's the matter, Cody? I don't know what just well, happened in the last two minutes. It's we totally... had a, an in-depth film discussion. <laughs> so yeah, cool. yeah. Cody I, wasn't born when that film was out. I was gonna say he was. <laughs> he just <laughs> him. It was like we used to go to the fo- so, the soda fountain and play ring around the hoop. <laughs> Came out. I saw it in a double feature with Birth of a Nation. It was fantastic. Yeah. How much for that? the movie? Two bits, Mister. We're usually at least one beer into this show before you bring up Birth of a Nation. I just, I was going with the age of the movie, John, not the ideology of the story. But thank you for making it awkward. Cody, how'd you shave? Bring back the lawnmower bit. It was fantastic. Yeah, I, I long for the lawnmower out. bit. <laughs> so where do you guys think? What? I have a lot of alcohol. I've been clearing out my liquor cabinet slowly but surely over the last month. But the only beers I have are a, a four-pack, now down to three, of Allagash White and this one stout and a, uh, a Moncherie Bourbon County Stout from this year. Um, Did you drink all those other Bourbon County Stouts that you had? No, 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 no. They're, they're just hanging out. No, no, because like, you're right. I, I really haven't <laughs> been in much of a mood for stouts, uh, but I haven't had one in a few weeks like I said, this one was in there, and I, I I didn't really feel like an Allagash. I'll probably have one after this, but uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, but we walked by Benny's at uh, 7 o'clock, 
we went out to go grab some stuff and then we walked by Benny's at seven, but they, their hours are severely limited right now. I think they close at seven. They close at six. Yeah. Maybe at seven, maybe six. I don't remember. Six, maybe six during the week and seven on the, it's early. But yeah, now and- the mayor is shutting it down. No more liquor sales after 9 PM. I wanted to ask about that is what's the impact of that going to be? I, I mean, clearly like there was enough of a reason to enact that policy that you can't buy after nine, but like how significant is that? I mean, people can de-goober their stores a little more. People are animals. And people have been hanging out by liquor stores. That's what, uh, in in different neighborhoods. But most of the breweries have cut back there. I mean, none of the the breweries are open that late. Yeah, we we went 12 to 7, and and that was curbside only. And I think it's, well, probably 12 to 8 at the the other pub. So, yeah, Yeah, you don't really... There's no late night business to speak of right now. We were going Nobody till nine. Wow. Yeah, we were going. It was um, one dry hop was it's four to nine um, Monday, Sunday through Wednesday, uh, Thursday, and then Friday and Saturday we uh, were open a little bit earlier. But um, I went to go pick up. I have, I have, a, I have an obsession with White Russians, uh, the drink. And I went to go get Kahlua and vodka. Um, not too long ago. He's not bad. Um, we so I went over to get some some vodka and Kahlua, and the liquor store around the block from my house. There was like literally like seven people in there, and everybody was like a foot apart from each other. Oh no! Like yapping, and I'm like, oh shit! This is what this is why things happen. And then when. The news went public today when, when uh, the mayor came out and said that it was 9 p.m. I mean, honestly, it made sense to me. I'm like, there's a lot of these places that are just like, we're just trying to make money and move. and uh, But nobody's really believing what's happening, the, the serious, the, the gravity of what's happening. And uh, yeah, those places become a hangout. And weirdos like me are like, oh, just give me that. I've got gloves on and uh, it's a mess. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want to. That's. That's why I'm sticking to beer or having, we're having wine delivered to the house. You know, we ordered by the, uh, from these different things, but it's because I don't want to deal with these people who are hanging around. Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, right before, right before that, everything went into effect that Saturday, I was at my local Binnie's and one, it was like everybody was stocking up for the apocalypse, but two people were right on top of each other. Now, as I've driven past it, they have, they have the line outside and they're only allowing a certain number of people in, which I think most stores are doing now, which is smart. But where do you guys think, where do you guys think this is going to lead? Um, I, I nobody knows that, where it's going to come, when, when we're going to be done, but is it going to weed some things out? What do you think? I, so I've been really, I've been really encouraged by the fact that retail teams working completely independently, whether, you know, it's retail, retail, brewery, retail, uh, grocery, um, have really kind of figured out the safest way to get people in and out, the safest way to have their employees working. Um, like it's been going well. I, I think that a lot of what we're doing now, you know, to help flatten the curve, like will help. But I think a lot of the measures to keep people safer and in reasonable distance from each other will probably stick around for a while. Yeah. I mean, think about how crowded some of these brew pubs get, or the tap rooms, anywhere. Restaurants, movie. Are we going to be? Are we going to be willing to go back to that kind of socializing anytime soon? Even if, even if they say, okay, you know, things. Well, so, 
a lot of people missed it, but before the holy crap, you know, before we all shut down, you know, our, our tap rooms and our bars and everything, um, there was some guidance on that in like where, you know, people were asked to reduce capacity to half. And most right. of the retailers figured out that, you know, their people would all wear gloves, change gloves between food and drink handling. Menus would all be laminated and sanitized between. Tables would be sanitized, not with a bucket, but with spray. Like, I think a lot of those kind of small steps that were ultimately not enough to, to stop a shutdown because it all was terrible. I think those will become the new norm at any point where we relax things. Although, honestly, Brian, I, I think that people themselves are going to be like, kind of a controlling element too like how how many you know like how willing are you are you going to be to go out that first weekend where they say uh, okay like go to a restaurant you know jesse <laughs> like it, it's we're all going to be a little like you know what i mean like but, we're going to ease back into stuff I, I think i agree with a lot of the points you're making john but um unfortunately i've seen like last weekend whenever it gets sunny out it, it's like people look at the sky and they're like Oh, Corona's gone because the sun's out. I've seen. Look, look, look. I know, but that's not evidence. Like idiots in public are our are our stock and trade here in Chicago. That's true. That part is true. But uh, to your point, uh, I won't. I won't be comfortable going into a crowded place for quite some time. I'll still exactly, right? support my local restaurants, which we've been doing, and and all that stuff, and spending money if I can or where I can. But, yeah, I don't see uh, myself jamming into a crowded bar or going to, uh, going to the theater right away. Well, I, you're, I, you're not a bar guy, though, Brian. I mean, I, I mean, remember the Saturday before Chicago imposed the shelter in place, like that was St. Patrick's Day weekend and everything was packed. And by that time, the alarm had been kind of sounded. Uh, I, I could see a couple bars getting packed to capacity right after this whole thing gets lifted. From the type of people that are that are just kind of like, you know, the Floridans, you know, that are just like, well, we'll get it anyway, you know. Yeah, I don't. I, know, I just I don't know. that I don't know. You know, I, I think with with me, like seeing how we're handling stuff internally uh, as a company, and I like that some of these things are, are kind of being enacted and and hopefully change for the for the better permanently, right? But it, it's still, I maybe I'm just too cynical, but. And it, I think a lot of it has to do with what I've seen. And I've seen way too many people uh, not taking this serious enough. I'm walking my dog with a mask on and the park is just like crowd of the people. And um, there was one thing I, I, if I was a bigger jerk, um, I would have taken a video <laughs> of this, but it was these like three young couples and they were all social dis socially distant, but their kids were in the middle and all touching each other. And I'm like, holy shit, you're not getting it. Like you're, and I, I see this every day. I see it over and over. And um, I, I don't know, like you, you look at what happened in China when they reopened all the national like parks and stuff. And there was hordes of people. They're all wearing masks. Yes. But like those masks only work so much. Right. Right. Um, and unfortunately I feel that um, locally it's, it's probably going to be the same thing like trial and error. And I hope that these things, um, that these businesses are doing breweries restaurants alike um, i hope it sticks because there's a lot of good things that are happening but um as far as consumers 
uh, I, I am ye of uh, small faith, small or no faith. <laughs> well, so, so Jesse, I actually have an interesting question uh, for you because uh, Brian because Brian has named me the host of this show for the next three minutes. Oh, hey, come Ghost on. Ride. Enough of this revolution <laughs> show. My waitress has brought me a beer. Uh, no, Jesse, for real, right. for real though, like, uh, you know, selling beer online, even as like a, a raffle thing or a ticket was very questionable. Um, you couldn't deliver, you couldn't really do online payment for a lot of stuff. Now it's like order online, pick up online, yep. get delivery online. Like this was all stuff that was vastly like not happening before. And we're all getting it now because of social distancing, but like, like I, I and I'm interested to hear like what you guys think, but I, I feel like pe like consumers, beer fans have really adjusted to this and come to really kind of enjoy it. Like, what do you think is going to happen when we are back to just regular? Because that's going to be a, a tough thing to to stuff back in the case. Well, it is. I I, I agree. I think you know as a, as a consumer, I do like going into the tap rooms, but I'm usually there like in an afternoon or we'll go you know go in have a couple beers and go home. And I'd still, I'll still do that because I, I do enjoy it, but maybe not at first. Cause I am in, I do like to be able to buy the stuff and pick it up and bring it home. Um, I, I feel good that I'm buying it from the brewery. So I'm still supporting the people that I want to support, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, in, in some of the places, that you go, you know, they're breweries and, and restaurants. And now they're saying you're going to have to cut your capacity. So the tables will be farther. Well, how long can a restaurant that is operating on very slim margins anyway, going to be able to now operate with only 40% of their tables? You know, it's, it's going to be really difficult. And it's going to be like restaurants on TV, you know, those old Colombo yeah. things. It was right. glacial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now it's all going to be like five tables, but they're going to be scattered throughout this yeah. giant space. And no and one, one of them is going to be for the ghost of Peter Falk. So it's like four. I would go. I would go to that restaurant. Speaking of ghost, Ghost Ride, my next Yeah, movie. sponsored <laughs> post. Beer, Another ching. <laughs> I want, hey, when this is all over, remember what, to, you know. <laughs> All these companies remember, but any, um, but yeah, we have a, we have a comment oh, in the know, chat. You have, you have I wanted to throw out there, Brian. Sorry, do you mean we have quick comments in the chat? Uh, Kathy says, after seeing my mom and kids, I'm going to a restaurant for dinner and drinks. There's a we at least one person that wants to go out. I mean, like, We're, I want to go out too. Like, oh, she I, means I, soon, yeah, not tonight. No, <laughs> no but not actually, tonight. Brian, uh, so actually, my wife is literally in the next room putting together our scrapbook right now. Um, oh, because we've been home, so it's one of our projects. Well, you got a scrap, but like it's extraordinary. We've been talking a lot about this, like how often she and I go to the theater. Yeah. Uh, and you, you obviously are the same way, like bow tie theater reviews. Like, our a, a big part of our relationship is like regular date nights. Like, I'm guessing we've gone to the theater more than an average of once a month since we met like three years ago. Like, we do that so. It is, but but the theater, I'd be worried about going to. Like, a restaurant I'll take her out to, but theater where you're all packed in there, like, that's freaky. So um, it is going to be – it's hard to predict, I think, for any of us, what the consumer behavior is going to be, what people will feel comfortable with. Um, I imagine there's a couple kind of 
trashy like 4 a.m. bars that are going to be jam packed with people who don't care, like the people in the grocery stores these days that like don't care about social distancing, right? But then there's other places that'll be affected. But it's like, how do you predict what is actually going to really, you know, whose customers are really going to just not want anything to do with it and whose customers are going to be like lining up at the door to get back in? So, two points. I do kind of agree with Jesse that people are going to rush back into it before they're ready. That's just <laughs> the thing of human nature. But two, uh, to your theater, to your theater point, um, because we're how fans. much, how much did watching Cats on VOD scratch that itch for you? Oh man! <laughs> oh man! You know, I saw that twice. Now, have you seen the theater. have you seen the butthole edition or the non butthole edition? Oh, they're both the butthole edition, man. <laughs> I have no that that's the one thing I sometimes I you know I suffer like all of us sometimes from that FOMO. Uh, I had no FOMO about not seeing this cat's movie. There is no chance. I know it's Cody's favorite, so Cody, you may answer John's question. No, no, Brian, now that weed is legal and you still have not tried it. That is gonna be what's gonna happen. Is I've got two. The Music Box Theater is showing, is showing Cats in May, like May twentieth. I was gonna we say got, they're showing it now because nobody can go see it, so nobody cares. Well, well, they're, well, put, right they're now, projecting right it on empty screens because the takings are the same. Dude, no, late May, late May, they're doing a Cats drink along. You know, I love the Music oh. Box Theater. I proposed to my wife there. Like, I'm all about the Music Box. I am totally going. I'm totally drinking. I'm probably going to do some edibles. Let's be real. It's Illinois. It's legal. I can say that. Like, let's go. Let's go. I'm going to get destroyed and go watch Cats. And it's going to be the second greatest moment of my life behind when I saw Cats on New Year's Day in a theater full of people that were high out of their minds. It was the greatest theatrical experience of my adult life. I know you're not a weed guy because you use the term get destroyed for being a weed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just 13% stout talking now. Did you finish it already? Already? We've been talking for an hour. No, we didn't start till 9.30 or 8.30. I'm going to take a still... quick time out. I'll be right back. I have to go to the restroom. All right. Thanks uh -huh. for... Uh, Look at my wire. Uh, you know, Ooh. this is Facebook Live, not Facebook Pause occasionally. <laughs> Please don't leave the door open. <laughs> See, I even stopped this video. Like, I've got control. I can handle this. Like, I was going to pause my camera when I run to get an Allagash or a bowl. Am I right? Yeah, getting destroyed. <laughs> oh, God. Uh <laughs> and you are on point tonight. And you're so, like, well-groomed. Did you get no, your haircut right before this or what? I tried. No, I just take, have take a hat. And it's take all kind of pushed out. Actually, before you join, I was, I was saying uh, I've been keeping up my running while I was going, but like on a treadmill in my basement. And nice. so I put a, a bandana on, but these days when I tie it around the back, it looks like I'm a toothbrush just with just hair, just kind of, you know, it's like horse hair. It's like a bush, uh, like a, what do you call the, uh, a tumbleweed the made of paintbrush stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the hair situation is uh, becoming troublesome, I think, for all of us. As you can see, I decided to stop shaving last week, um, but now yeah, I'm getting. Though, man, you got the you got the good gray thing, but it's not all gray. Good. It's, it's an interesting. It's an interesting <laughs> milieu. Well, I'm an interesting. I'm, man. I'm a, one of the most fascinating uh -huh. men on this call. Just yeah, turn off your video. I don't know how Damn to turn it. it back on. You'll have to. 
figure that out. How about we're gonna hear is cursing in the darkness? Um, oh wait, I can yeah, turn it back yeah. on. Wait, I can Frankly, turn it back on. Frankly, if we lose the copyright to at the breweries, cursing in the darkness was my number two title. There's <laughs> Jesse. Oh man. So obviously everything is on hold. Uh, like for Rev and and even for uh, Dry Hop, are they trying any new things? Are you? Uh, is it just let's stay with the greatest hits for now? What's the What's the plan of attack for at least you guys or the people that you know? So for us, uh, at least, we have had beers in our library, you know, like a refrigerated storage that, you know, we haven't sold for a few years and we'll put it on with a combo. Um, and stuff's been flying because people can just get all these old beer, you know, and it's not an unlimited thing. You know, we only have so much old, you know, aged, barrel-aged beer, uh, but it's really been going well. Um, and another thing that is more current is we've been taking the beers we have now and doing Zoom meetings like this with our yes. brewers and just kind of putting it out there for people to come taste and talk. And like, honestly, I think people just love shooting the, we're not on the Breeze. real radio now. Uh, people love shooting the shit more than anything. And it's just nice to see other people. Thank you, Jesse. That was a great shock face. Uh, people love seeing other people and just interacting in real time. Like it, it does replace a lot of that social thing. Like, um, you know, our, our chairman, Josh always said like, Hey, you know, like we make the beverage that brings people together and yeah. for now we can't do that. So any way that we can make that a little more amenable, like we will absolutely do. Well, that's, that's the good thing about technology. You know, we bemoan it a lot or I do at least. But for something like this, where we're all forced to be apart, things like things like Zoom and, and Facebook, FaceTime and, and everything that allows us to connect. And, you know, it's got to be heartening for you guys in the industry to see people having these virtual happy hours. So people are still they're still getting together. They're still drinking. There's that there's that thread of normalcy that runs through it, even in a completely abnormal time. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've I've gone and visited friends, and um, from a social what? distance, uh, from a social distance, uh, bought beers at their breweries, and now he was worried. I, I he was thought, weirded out that you had, you had friends. Well, like real life friends, you know, like the uh, officer or the crossing guard. You weren't just um, training Pokemon with them. Well, that's my online friends that I meet in real life. Uh, <laughs> I but, uh, you know. It's funny, like seeing these these folks. It's not funny, but it's it's kind of a, it's sad. It's like I want to give them a hug. Like I'm a big I'm a big hugger, not in a Joe Biden way, but <laughs> I, I love hugging my friends. And it and it's when I have a beer, um, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's drinking is such a social thing for um, for me, and, and not just for me, for a lot of people. And that's you know we're asking what is going to happen after all this. Um, People are going to flock bars because they want to reconnect and, and drinking beer is such a social thing. And that's something that people that they can't be without. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that that's part of the, the thing that scares me. It's like people just can't wait to get out. And when the sun is out, people are like, holy cow, I've been cooped up for so long. I have to get out. And people just it's like with reckless abandon. They go out and no masks. Nobody's respecting the social um, distance guidelines. Um, and, and it's because like this, you know, it, sun brings people out and beer brings you know, people out. You know what else it brings out? Huh? Guns out. 
Oh, uh, sure. When the sun's out, the gun's out. You know what, uh, dude? We know what I anticipate. I I am telling you, the day those bars open and some of them get filled up, it's going to be open season like it has never been in human history. Because people well, are, does not spread panic. This is not. This is no. not a right wing well, news channel. <laughs> open season on sexual ac- action yeah. activities. Oh yeah, no. He's spreading something getting, else. No, people are gonna be getting down. Dude, you mean to walk into a bar and point at someone and just say like, "Let's go, it's time." Like, if if you didn't have a hookup for this whole quarantine deal, if you didn't have an ex you could call, it is on. There is gonna be. I, I anticipate at least one bar where just a spontaneous orgy happens. That's Cody's, not unreasonable. Yeah. Cody no, has you're... been talking about this for the last few weeks with a lot of wistfulness, as if he's like, "Damn, I got married way too." Had I just where's the lie? Where's the lie? No, Cody will just be able to go in and tell his terrible lawnmower shaving joke, and it's just like, "Oh, it's time." It's you dead. know, the first thing Cody moves into his new house is an empty bowl for your keys. Oh, hello. Nice. <laughs> I don't know how that goes over in the suburbs. <laughs> That's the only that's where place it goes started, over. isn't it? That's where swingers. That's where. That's where yeah, they. That's, all that's where they thrive. Yeah. No, they call that move Arlington hype. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. I don't know if you guys. Have gotten this, God's better. If we took time to, to <laughs> kudos for everyone he's had tonight, we'd never get it. <laughs> he is en fuego. The man is the man is on fire. Somebody asked if that was a Chicago hot dog behind you, John. We will say yes. It sure is. It is a print from, gosh, I wish I remember what it was. You can order it online. I think it's the Chicago Print Collective. They had a show in Block 37. I know you'll be able to find it. It's a wonderful print, and it has brought so much joy into my life. Very nice. And, Cody, you have your Allagash white. Ooh. I'm over to the Allagash. Still can't find an Allagash black anywhere. Oh, you know Luke's Lobster has, has an Allagash Black. Oh, man. Uh, may I open a new beer and plug a brewery that isn't sponsored or my own or anything? <laughs> All right. What do you got? I have so a joke I, to make before, but go ahead. No, sorry. I want Jesse to feel whole here. Okay, <laughs> well, this is going back. And then Brian said in Fuego, which reminded me. And Cody was talking about the theater and going back and how, you know, when do you go back? My joke back then, if you go back seven and a half minutes ago, I was going to say, well, after the Iroquois Theater fire, people still went back. You'll be fine. People also went back to school after the Queen of Martyrs fire, but we're not making a joke about that. Yikes, guys. <laughs> this is... Chicago, we're known for things. I've been cooped up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, the asks, when do you think bars and restaurants will actually open well kathy uh, uh i am a paid shill for a beer brand i love and not an epidemiologist so i would love to guess but um i don't know like i don't know if anyone knows i think that's the hardest part of this time is the waiting don't know anything. The, the not knowing um but the thing that I do know, and this is going to be a little cheese ball, but I am standing under the portrait of my patron saint, is that we will all get through this together. We will all enjoy a beer and a hot dog and a burger together one day, hopefully soon. But 
I don't know. We can't, we, we're not in the public prediction business. We just hope that we're still here for you when know. it's time to do it. No, Vienna was a saint. Saint Vienna? Oh, yeah, Saint Vienna. Hey, saint Vienna, what is, he, what is he the patron saint of? In case needs. Deliciousness. That too. <laughs> Good. I was going to say, John, nice. it sounds like you're talking about a high school relationship that started right before summer break. We'll get through this. <laughs> I don't have any experience with high school relationships. That's sad. All right, what was not this? Like, not like Jesse last summer. All right, now that we've, <laughs> now that we've gone back uh, for Jesse's fire joke, which, you know, we'll put it on the tote board right under Cody's lawnmower joke. Really? Uh, <laughs> what Wait, was is it? his worse than mine? What's the hierarchy right now? I don't, I, I'm not comfortable. Jesse, with, uh, you had a bigger walk to get to it. It was weird. Yeah, yeah Cody, <laughs> Cody's was... Cody's was in the moment. I already yeah, had the real hey, guys. Remember back in 87 when you were wearing genie pants and I had a mullet and we one time said this thing? Remember? Oh, are you are you wearing genie pants now and that's why Jesse has your mullet? <laughs> <laughs> no one's wearing pants right now. It's a podcast. Come on. No pants. No. Mine have a big rip in them. Really? I, yeah, yeah, I was climbing up. We, were, we had a brew day today, so I went up to take a, a picture and I stepped up and I just hear this big rip and the brewer, Steve, looked up at me with this like disgusted face. I snapped a picture. So if you go to Dry Hop's uh, Instagram page on the stories, there's a picture of Steve looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? And the, the answer is my pants. My pants my are ripped. Pants. That's what's wrong with me. <laughs> uh, very nice. So John, you wanted to plug this uh, other beer that you're drinking? Yeah, so uh, Leg Effect, they are in Jefferson Park at like Montrose. They're in the same building as the Chicago Costume Shop. I thought what they've been doing is really cool. Um, they have been doing different combo. You know, they have their usual bottle shop. They're doing delivery now. But they have uh, been offering different combos every day with different local businesses in their area. Um, and, you know, some days it's coffee. Some days it's shepherd's pie, which like super cool. Like for me as a Scottish food you know, enthusiast. But today, uh, went, got my espresso stout, and got a half dozen fresh donuts. Really? Yeah. Like for that. Yeah, Leg Effect, Leg Effect Brewing. Like they, they have always got new cool things with local businesses. Uh, their beer is good, but like the whole combo, they're bringing everyone in on it. They're being very local. They're being very. Um, I don't know, just neighborhood based during a difficult time. And I think that's cool. And I think people should know about it. And where is Lake Effect for everybody who doesn't know who might be in the neighborhood? It is basically Montrose and 90, just on the west side. Mm. And it's kind of, you got to enter it down, kind of down the alley. A little shady yeah. alley. Yeah, so it's in the back. Mm -hmm. But you can order online for pickup or if you're within like a mile, mile and a half or whatever, you can get delivery from them now. Really? Yes, but definitely worthwhile. Cool beers, good variety, and like have a shepherd's pie, have a donut, drink a little coffee. Like these are all things we all love. I know you all have a daily shepherd's pie like I do. I love shepherd's pie, quite frankly. Uh, goes good with a nice stout. It's the only way I can stand the damn sheep. Now they are, uh, I just looked up and uh, Lake Effect today, or maybe it's tomorrow, they're doing uh, Chicago face masks from Chicago Costume Company. Yeah. There are things. 4727 West Montrose. Clint is a really um, neighborhood focused guy. Um, I can probably say that the, the very first 
uh, packaged beer that we that Mambecue ever collaborated on was with Clint and Lake, Lake Effect. We did uh, a stout, uh, the, the unholy the moly stout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a good. I, I love Clint. He's a good guy. I've had him on. Um, aside from knowing him for going on like seven eight years now, I've had him on panels, uh, and, and he's just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, I love the guy. He's he's actually an architect uh, yeah. turned brewer. He worked for Skidmore Owings and Merrill, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like the, I, it, the architecture firm locally. The beauty of these breweries is everybody has a story. Everybody, oh, what do we got here now? Ooh, the new Half Acre Hazy. Half nice. Acre. This is a, it's a hazy pale ale. It's freaking delicious. I was um, over there for their um, like the the industry party, and it was kind of revolving around this beer tome and it's such a damn good beer uh, i don't care for double dry hop hazy ipas they're not my favorite i like tasting them to see what people are doing um it's not my go-to but as far as hazies this beer i mean half acre they know how to make a beer um i love i love them i love supporting them and i love drinking their beers so shout and out to another guys. another place doing um curbside you know merch orders like legitimately like there is no there is no business that can't use your support. Like if you have a favorite brewery, now is the time to step up for it. Get out and get out and support them. Uh, before we go on, we've had a lot of requests, and uh, we had told people that I would be sharing a holiday classic. Yes, yes, a holiday classic. The saddest Easter story ever. Now, Cody, you've you've heard this story for many years. Do you? I'm, Ooh. I'm going to open an off-color uh, barrel-age quad for this because that's how oh, much man. I'm looking forward to it. This Another place. Fancy, boy. Off-color. Delivery and takeout. Support off-color. Go to all. And all these beers that you mentioned, both of you, are beers that are breweries. A number of them we got turned down because of you guys and at the breweries. So Thank you. Thank you for yeah, These are all good people. Um, great. I mean, great beers mediocre people that's that's more like off color but uh oh we're the mediocre people dude well mediocre people know mediocre people that's why i'm saying uh, i could say with certainty john uh but yeah these are you know supporting locals oh. is huge but these guys are making good beer Everybody we're not just pushing whatever frozen. brian's gone oh frozen. no oh no it's oh. the brian face r.i.p moving brian face I was going to ask you what you guys are doing for Easter, if you have any Easter plans. I am, I'm pitching gyros to my wife because I have a good gyros recipe. She doesn't like lamb a lot, though. Really? That what lamb you... is like a pretty... Um, oh, Brian's frozen again. I was going to explain to him what's going on, but... Uh, oh, there you go. Brian, you're back. We see you I'm now. back. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. We were He's just... down there uh, now. You, it just froze for a second. Yeah, now all the boxes are all moved around. I was just asked, uh, since you froze for a second, what everyone's doing for Easter... John Whoa. said he pitched a gyro recipe, but but lamb, but see, lamb is a traditional kind of Easter to, yeah. to me, right? Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, whatever. Oh, I it's fine if my wife doesn't like lamb like I do, and I would eat lamb basically every day. We'll figure something else out. Do some ham. Dude, potatoes. Brian and I, uh, we went out to a uh, it was a Turkish yeah. restaurant, right? Yeah, that uh, Orchid Cafe or... Oh, Orchid Cafe is so good. It was... Yes. Th- oh, it was fantastic. Where, the where best lamb I've ever had. Uh, Orchid Cafe is like... Milwaukee and... 
No, uh, Lincoln no, no, and Milwaukee. It's like Lincoln, Lincoln. and Addison. Lincoln yeah. and it's a little. Oh, it's oh like yeah, I Lincoln think, yeah, and Ravenswood. Across yeah. the street from the Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That burrito place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, yeah. That's Fantastic. some good stuff. Yeah. God. Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's a- getting added to the long list of places I'm going to just wreck up once we get back to public life. You go get wrecked. Ron's gonna stop by there. No, uh, I just mean on food. I'm just gonna eat until I oh. physically can't. Like, you're gonna, you're gonna smoke food. weed until you get totally destroyed. That's the phrase you were looking Jeez, for. Cody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna eat until I get destroyed. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do reefer until I'm ready to fight with fists. Right on, man. Then you're gonna throw hands. <laughs> hey, real quick, madness. yeah, guys. Um, have you guys watched Boardwalk Empire? I, I'm I'm way behind. Um, back back I, I in just, when it first came on, I watched it. I streamed it think? on dial up. <laughs> We're talking about fisticuffs, and I'm like, old timey Jesse's like, oh, speaking of which, um, yeah, you want to handlebar that mustache out a little bit. I should, I could. I Do you some Marcus of Queensbury rules. Oh, I mean, I think we're all ignoring the real elephant in the room here is uh, Jesse's ring, which gives him the power to kill one underboss per season. I enjoy that he robbed Wayne Newton's closet. That was, uh, I didn't know he was in Vegas, pulling a heist with George Clooney and the other 10 guys. Uh, but that's, uh, congratulations. Fuck a shame. Hey guys, uh, I just want to show you my ring. It's, it's, it's beautiful. Did you get cast as an extra in the Breaking Bad reunion show? <laughs> hey, Cody, it's your turn. Everybody, everybody's taking shots. Do you have a turquoise joke, Cody? I got nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm. I got your back. Look, He's destroyed, I'm, John. Totally destroyed. I'm my a GPS powered lawnmower droid. All right, like that's my thing. Yeah. That's my brand. Now we're Cody. You and I got to stick together, man. Jesse can object to it all he wants, but once in every two hair swipes, he's still got to bring the ring up to swipe <laughs> the hockey hair. <laughs> it's like the girl who got engaged and then suddenly Jesse only her left hand. Yeah. Oh, oh, what's up? Shut up, guys. He's feeling cute. Might delete later. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, how? Yeah, I wear I wear a beer hat. How about that? Because you are completely. Are you going to wear a beer hat on your ring finger, dude? I'm not going to. No, I would. No, I was considering showing you my ring finger. I don't know if you, uh, people on Facebook may have noticed this. My, my two fingers are actually taped together. Uh, oh, to make one like, stronger finger? That's a good uh, move, man. I figured. So, like, this is when I put school. people off. It's really, it's really good. Except I can't do the social distancing, uh, live long and prosper deal. With this hand, because now they're you know they're stuck together. What did you get? do to your fingers? Buddy taped. I fractured a finger punching a wall. Uh, actually, on a slightly serious note, nice, no, I was nice drunken behavior. Good for I, you. No, I was sober. I was I was not you in were a totally good, destroyed. Uh, I was. This was like the second week of quarantine. I was not in a great place. The and, wall uh, was the wall was racist. The wall, the wall was the wall was rough. Now the wall was stronger than my hand. It turns out. So no, I literally I. I messed it up, so I'm buddy taping, so it heals a little better. It doesn't hurt. It. I don't know if it's fractured, but it hurt a lot. Um, but uh, hey, I got my finger tonight cooking dinner. That's different. Uh, but no, if you're watching and you're really, really stressed over the quarantine thing, uh, yeah. please like seek help or like go for a run or go exercise or like find an outlet because punching a wall is not a good outlet. 
my wife afterwards was just like, what are you doing? And I was just like hurting myself. That's why you punch, punch a wall with the meat of your hand. Every time I've gone through a wall, it's been like this. I don't, I don't oh, like, like Kirk, I, like Kirk in the original series where he yes. used to be the hammer. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I had done that, but I thought I, I could have sworn I did with the side of my hand, but like, I don't know. And then I, I like, I literally asked her later. I'm like, did I punch a wall? And she's like, I think he might have. And I was like, okay, well, it feels like it. All right, John, so, uh, uh, Jesse, did you guys, did you guys catch that? Earlier he said he was completely sober. And now he just said, I had to ask my wife if I punched a wall. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was. Well, he sober, blacked out. He blacked out. Yeah. I, oh, Brian, no, I like, I like. You weren't on that, you weren't on that email where he explained that, uh, you know, it wasn't my fault. And even though we were going to have two Christmases with him and then one with the wall, that neither of them loved us less. Oh, no, I'm, yeah. All right. I forgot That's how that worked. I blocked <laughs> it out. It made me sad. I actually tweeted I bet- this. When it happened and someone was like, why did you do that? And I was like, I don't you know. Tweeted, you tweeted was, with your other hand? My other, I got two thumbs. My thumbs still work. And they were oh. like, uh, I thought you were a chill person. And I was like, well, I usually am. Turns out sometimes people freak out and do stupid, stupid shit. So that's kind of what happened. You're the, well, you're so like far, an I'm the only one who hasn't sworn. This is very exciting. John has not sworn? When did I swear? Yes, oh, I probably John, did swear. Uh, yeah. John, you did? Oh, I was probably number one. Wait, no, when did you were- no, it was the same word from all three. I don't remember John swearing. Was it the F word? No, it was the CS word. Oh, CS yes, Lewis? Yep, CS Lewis. Was he sitting in a silver chair? Wow. Silver chair? Silver chair! Okay, you guys can drop weird movie references from like 40 years ago, and I can't drop a CS Lewis Chronicles of Narnia reference. Yeah, that, now you have it. Yes, that's exactly right. Now, now you have the dynamic. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so here's the saddest Easter story ever. But yes. for... All right. Now, Cody... Mute, wait, you, I, I'm going to mute myself for this. because You can feel free to jump in if you want. I'll, I'll make Brian front and center for this. It's time. No, 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 it's that's time. all right. Um, because I want to see these... I want to see the reaction. Cody, you've heard this story before. And I've heard you know it 20 that, times and I still love it. And you know that every year it gets, uh, I tell it, it gets more elaborate. And John and Jesse, you don't, you may not know this, but last year was the first year my mom actually heard me tell this story on the air. And despite <laughs> her being one of the uh, protagonists of this tale, she became quite upset because not only was she hearing it, but a lot of her friends were hearing it and then calling her to comment on it. And then she was also reading the comments on the Facebook page about people uh, ripping her and my dad's parenting skills. So she, <laughs> so afterwards, the next uh, on Easter last year, she said, "I heard your show last night." And I said, <laughs> yeah, I heard that story. Why did you tell that story? I said, "Well, because it's funny." She said, "Well, you, you you do tell a good story, but it made me very uncomfortable." I said, "Well, was any of it false?" No. But, you know, so with that in mind, uh, for the people who've been waiting and listening, and now that I've built it up, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail miserably. But this is the saddest Easter story ever. So I was in like third or fourth grade. Uh, and that's what, 10 years old, somewhere around there. And Holy Thursday, we decide, or no, this was the Saturday night. Saturday night right before Easter, I've already... Uh, my mom cooks dinner. Now, for 
to set the scene, for those of you who don't know, I have four brothers. I am the oldest. So we lived in a small house in the, the south suburbs. And around the, the kitchen table, because we had a big dining room. And you would think, well, with seven people, maybe you should always eat in the dining room. We ate in the dining room three times a year. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and maybe one time if it was somebody's birthday party. But the dining room was off limits. That's where the Waterford lived. That's where the China was. Uh, that was not where five animals would sit around a feeding table. So we we're always in the kitchen, this little rectangular table. One side was my dad, who ate as fast as he could and then began smoking, with no regard for the other six people at the table. Next to my dad, in a in a uh, like a high chair kind of thing, was my brother number four. They don't like me saying their names. Then, as you turned, the end of the table closest to the stove and the oven and the sink was my mom, and then another high chair with brother number five. On this side of the table, there was a bench, and it was me and brother number two. And then, for some reason, the only one who had unencumbered seating, brother number three, sat at the other end of the table. I don't know why. My dad's chair was nearest to the back door, probably so he could flee at any moment. Now... It had been no surprise to the family that I had never eaten ham. And I don't know why. I know you guys are probably big proponents of ham. You love ham. I have always detested ham. I have a deep-seated belief that meat should not be sweet. And we always got one of those hams, like a honey bake that was covered in glaze, and it had the pineapple on it. And it was just, it was just horrifying. Cody has actually left because he's heard the story before. My mom decides... My mom decides on the night before Easter that she is going to cook a giant ham dinner for the family. She got all, she got the figure and she's working hard. She, I'll give my mom credit for this. She worked very hard on, on the, this was back in the day where she would every night, big dinner for all of us ungrateful idiots. Is she on because, Facebook? Is she watching this right now? Uh, she is on Facebook. I did not tell her. I didn't tell her I'd be uh, sharing this story tonight. So she'll probably hear it later. Well, for some reason, they put the food out and I wasn't going to eat the ham because, again, they've known me at this point for 10 to 12 years. I had never eaten ham. It was not a secret. It wasn't like the day before I had gone to a deli and had a giant ham sandwich. And today I was just being picky. Never, never eaten ham ever. I don't know what it was about this particular Saturday night. I don't know if it was the stress with Easter coming, I don't know if it was my dad's uh, cloud of nicotine-filled smoke that was hovering above the table. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but the fact that I was not going to eat ham hit my mom the wrong way that night. And she had what could only be described as a complete psychological break. She started crying because I wouldn't eat the ham. They're like, eat the ham. No, I don't want to eat the ham. Eat the ham. I don't want to eat the ham. I don't like ham. Then my dad was getting mad. You better eat the goddamn ham. I, said, I don't like ham. At this point now, my mom is sobbing. <laughs> ah, I'm having a horrible flashback. This is, this is awful. Uh, my mom starts literally sobbing that I won't eat the ham. Why won't you just eat the ham? I worked all day, why can't you just eat the ham? And I'm like, I don't like the ham. Well now, besides me being completely rebellious, please get that, that, that is just making me nauseous. Uh, <laughs> the, 
I'm not eating the ham. So I'm, you know, being disrespectful to my dad because he's telling me to eat it and I won't eat it. My mom is having a meltdown crying. My brothers are all sitting there wide eyed like, oh, my God, what has Brian wrought on this family? Just eat the damn ham so we can get on with things. <laughs> my dad's like, I'll tell you something. If you don't eat that ham, you're not getting an Easter basket tomorrow. And my mom is like, yeah, if you don't eat that ham, you're not getting an Easter basket. And I'm, and my brother's like, oh, my God, this is getting serious. Now, as the oldest, I know that my mom and dad have no control over what the Easter Bunny brings to the house. So this is an empty threat. Think it all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah it's like Santa's not going to come to the house. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He's <laughs> always shown up. There's, been, there's never been a time that Santa didn't show up. And my dad's like, I'm serious. You're not getting an Easter basket if you do not eat that ham. All right, old man. I'll call your bluff. I'm all in not eating ham. Now my mom is still crying. The dinner ends. As you can imagine, the dinner ends awkwardly. Um, <laughs> 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 except my dad didn't have the hipster beard and uh, he, he didn't have the, the, you know, the Amish collar and the hip dad bod. But other than that, it was pretty good. So now dinner is over. Everybody leaves. And there's, it, it's not spoken. Ooh, it's not sp spoken of again that there will be no Easter basket. So my brothers and I finish up. We go up to bed. Now, we had a split-level house. So the bedrooms were up like five stairs, but we had a beautiful view of the living room. Before we went to bed, we did what we did every Easter. We took our five Easter baskets, and we lined them up in front of the couch with our name on each Easter basket. So that, God forbid, we woke up early, somebody didn't steal something out of somebody else's basket, there they were. And as I went into my bedroom, I took one last look down the stairs, empty baskets, five of them, going to be filled by the Easter Bunny. A bounty of treats would be available to us in the morning. Fast forward to the morning. Now, at the top of the stairs, my parents had put in a gate, like a dog gate. But it was for us. We didn't have any dogs at the house. There were no animals. Just, well, there were five animals, and they were split between the two rooms. So I was in uh, one bedroom with brother two and three, and the little ones were in the other bedroom. And we would all come out to the landing and press our noses up against the fence like a puppy trying to get adopted and look down and go, ah, and it was, it was the same way every morning. And then my mom and dad, my dad would go, shut up. And my mom would go, we got to get up and get the kids. And so they'd come lumbering out of the bedroom, open the gate, and we would fly down the stairs. Well, I'm on the, on the landing looking down. Oh, we didn't have a dog. But if I did have a dog, I would dress up just like that. Uh, I'm looking down. Now, the night before, as you remember, I said there were five baskets down there. In the morning, there were not five baskets. There were four baskets filled to the brim with many treats. And the little signs with all the names in front of them. Number two, number three, number four, number five. There's no number one. I'm number one. And I'm like, this has got to be a mistake. There must be a bicycle or something somewhere. You know, somewhere that the Easter Bunny must have left something giant. So big that if my brothers saw it, they would be crestfallen and not be able to enjoy Easter. So the Easter Bunny must have stashed my giant gift somewhere else. That's that's got to be right. And my brothers are looking kind of shifty because they're they're little, but they could all count to five, and they knew there was only four. Well, go downstairs. 
And I'm looking. There's no fifth Easter basket. I found my empty Easter basket stashed under the dining room table. Nothing in the Easter basket. Nada. And I'm, you know, flabbergasted. My dad doesn't say a word. My mom, I could see her lips starting to quiver because she's like, what have we done? <laughs> this is, he's going to haunt us for 40 years. My brothers are all diving into their baskets. Oh, they got the Fannie Mae because it was always, oh, always Fannie Mae from the Easter Bunny. Either the little, uh, the, did you guys get those chick and the bunny white chocolate pops? They were yellow or pink. And hey, man, Fa Fannie Mae was the, it was the Chanel of Easter basket oh. treats. If you got Fannie Mae, you were you looked down on your Russell Stover friends and mocked them. Yeah, they were hey, trash. Uh, why didn't you just go to the gas station and get yourself an egg? This was and nothing. Now I to this day don't know if my brothers got like a little extra that year because they were like, screw this one. We're putting that. We're dividing up all his stuff and putting it in the others. You would think they would offer me something. They did not. So now. I'm, That's I'm why like, you can't name them now? Probably. Oh, I could name them, but it's, I'm waiting for the lawsuit. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and my brothers are having a good time. Now it's time to get ready for church. And I know when I go to church, I'm going to see my buddies. And they're going to say, hey, what'd you get for Easter? And I had to lie to my friends in the back of church, which seems uh, kind of 180 degrees from what you should be doing at church. You should be telling the truth and rejoicing, you know. Uh, Christ is risen and all that. Oh, you should have skipped church, man. You think they'd let me skip church? No, this was part of the humiliation. This was part of the deal that I had to now go to church and people were going to ask, hey, did you get anything in your Easter basket? And I forget, I, I did, I lied. I don't remember the exact lies. I did, uh, I do, I don't know why I do remember this. I told one of my friends I got a Bobby Hull puzzle in my Easter basket. <laughs> Why a Bobby Hall puzzle? I don't know. No idea. Was the Bobby Hall someday? Was the Bobby Hall puzzle why he kept drinking even though it, it ruined his life? The Bobby Hall puzzle actually punched my mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought my thing was bad, and then he that was very good. <laughs> it is the saddest Easter story ever. <laughs> so and it was never spoken of again. Never. I didn't get it. I, so I don't know what the parenting strategy was then. And I know you'd probably think, well, that taught you a lesson. You probably started eating ham the next day. Nope. Still will not eat ham. Really? What? So nope. I want to know what happened next Easter. Oh, next Easter. Well, I think, I, I think my mom, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say she, uh, uh, sought help for her, uh, for her ham issues, but, uh, <laughs> you know, by then I was, you know, I was in fourth and fifth grade the next year. I was more mature. Uh, <laughs> and they also realized that I wasn't going to give in. They could threaten me with whatever they wanted. And okay. I was going to roll the dice every time. Uh, there was, listen, I have other holiday stories with similar themes, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, no, <laughs> <laughs> oh the sad music oh that's good this is the sad music this was this uh sad music originally came from my uh 
loneliest Thanksgiving story. <laughs> I hate this song. It is very sad. The I mean, man, it was a good song. Yes, so next, uh, to answer your question, John, I think as the music uh, goes under us, uh, I think they finally came to the realization that I was not, it wasn't working. I was not going to eat ham, no matter how much they threatened me. Uh, which is weird because I eat every other pork product known to man. I love so, barbecue. I love ribs. I love sausages. Everything, but just not ham. So I will say this: my mother, my late mother, uh, had to suffer through me being the pickiest eater in the entire world. Like I would eat like cereal and meatloaf and mashed potatoes and that was basically it it was three <laughs> things nice until i was like 20. <laughs> and then jesse and i got together i don't know how everyone else's gallery is jesse and i got together and we learned to make uh, beef tongue and al pastor and like pork shanks and like all this stuff and she thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world when Jesse and I wrote a book together because she's like, you, you don't eat anything. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it turns out I ate everything, but also still like, you know, Rice Krispie cereal. Yeah, well, there's still certain things that are you got to eat when you're, you know, there's certain things you hold on to. But uh, yeah, and then there's certain grudges you hold. Like I have a grudge against Ham. Yeah, you I'm know? sure that Cody has a grudge against Good Morning Vietnam because he's been broadcasting from there. Right. That's his palapa. That's his radio palapa. Yeah. Yeah. His love palapa. What can I say? I like baskets. <laughs> oh, are you broadcasting from the Longer Burger factory? Is your wife ha hammering on the, the wall or is that you? I got a sword over here. Is that Dr. Mrs. Cody? Wow. Is it also no, made of me. weave? Look at your fingers, Cody. You know oh. what happened? <laughs> Hold on! Technical difficulties! <laughs> That's a real Wizard of Oz moment. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain! Stop it! What happened to my oh, oh, My palapa is broken! Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. What if he I just was like. room with solid walls. What if Casey was there though and he was just like, this is not my beautiful house? Not even this is not my beautiful wife? Okay. Who the hell is Scrapbooking. Is that how you broke your finger? You punched that? You punched his palapa. Damn. <laughs> I can knock this down like that. You just saw You're lucky it. you didn't knock that onto your uh, your wife. She's with child, you know. She's not in the room. She's she's scrapbooking. Be careful I... tearing your world down there, Thanos. Yeah, really. Snap <laughs> your finger and half your, half your uh, podcast empire falls apart. You didn't even know. Well, now we've now we've watched. Now everybody has seen behind the curtain. They've seen the BTS, and it's not. Was, the, was that doing the Kirk's Enterprise thing? Was that with you, Brian? I've done yeah, so many that, live podcasts on. Is that your sword? I don't even remember which host I was doing this with. Wasn't with me or Jesse because you see Brian just like put his hand on his head real hard, and me and Jesse was like, "Hey, what's this new weird thing <laughs> you got?" It's come out. It's it's made an appearance every week. I was promised a sword, Cody. Yeah, where's the sword? Hold on, I gotta get No, it. knock that over again. <laughs> How much did you get for that beanie baby? Or did he did he pay for that? Had this one for a while. Dude, uh, I don't know if you saw in Chicago Tribune, but someone wrote at the end of some article about the pandemic that all the animal shelters, like they're out of dogs to adopt. Yeah. 
Yes, but you know that Beanie Babies are not real. I know. John, we, John, we actually asked you. Pause Chicago to adopt a cat. Uh, my wife has been campaigning for a cat for years, and the pandemic finally broke me. I'm like, fine, let's get a cat. And now we're like, we've literally sent them info, and they're just like, they haven't gotten back to us. I think they're probably out of cats. The cats are this? evil, though. When when cats feel that someone's pregnant, they're like just plotting. Waiting for the baby to come out so they can do something weird. That's what I Jesse. said last week. That cats suck the breath out of newborn babies. Yeah. You See? both you both are just some Rosemary's baby ripoff MFers. Like, what? No, that's what I was told growing up. John, it's true. Are you not Catholic? Uh, I'm, I'm Catholic enough to know you're full of this. No, that, that it must be in the Bible. Maybe it's, maybe it's an, an Irish thing and a Hispanic thing. I don't know. What is but I heard the same now? story growing up that cats can't have cats around babies because they'll try to suffocate them. I'm sorry. Are we ignoring Cody's vape pen? No, not oh. yet. Oh, good lord! Whoa. Wait, is that the Master Sword? It's the Master Sword from Zelda. Nice. Holy shit! Got a little, uh, got a little Triforce action on the uh, on the blade there. Well, good. So, if the infection is Ganondorf, then we are no uh, we are no further than two or three save files from from beating this. We're totally good to go. Did I what? cut my wedding cake with this sword? Oh yes, you did. And she I'm went surprised you it, still huh? have a wife. <laughs> nice, nice, Jesse. Me too. No, his wife was down with the big sword deal. Now the sword. And then she saw that. And she goes, "That's not what I meant." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hey, it may be little, but it's potent. <laughs> so no, that's a large now, sword. The other thing you don't have it, you, that you can't see is Cody's dragon. He's got a huge dragon out in his living room. Oh, I don't think we're gonna test this uh, double entendre anymore. No, it was not. No, it's a, it's a legit <laughs> huge foam dragon hanging above his fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> He's a swinger, um, remember? Should we? Do we need a postscript on the saddest Easter story ever? I mean, well, I don't know. Um, I'm this year our, our Easter is going to be done on Zoom, like many uh, many other people. So I don't know if my mom is going to uh, going to hear. She'll hear the story. She'll know I told it. And, uh, I will. I will tell you, Brian. Uh, if anyone watching this, listening to this, needs a, a euros recipe, uh, you know, like tell them to get in contact with you. I've got one to the home cook. We can give a home euros recipe to anybody. Lamb, beef, pork, beef and lamb, including homemade pita bread. Wow. Yeah. Now, what do you, uh, do you, do you have one of those big Kronos uh, spires in your house? No, no, no. So I'm saying like we, Jesse and I, through the years have figured out how to do this with just a grill, or you could even just do it in a pan or on a broiler. Uh, we are willing to share with the, greater spirit of humanity jesse and i will share the you know the yogurt the herbs everything like you know any jesse any brian happy about this just well, happy to keep this, uh, keep no this he looks he looks mad and that's just the hockey hair that's <laughs> <laughs> you john I'm, I'm telling john he's supposed to be like you can have this recipe and many more just see the link below yeah i'm surprised you don't have the book to hold up yeah Look. john what the hell Hey, this isn't a time for self-promotion. No, it's, it's not. It's a time for Jesse's hair promotion. <laughs> I love that. Cody, Cody, now you... Also, you're... I think Cody's selling Beanie Babies? Cody is... Uh, th yes, 1992 uh, has talked to Cody. He's going to be that late night, uh, the late night Beanie Baby show. Does anybody else remember that? 
mid nineties on like oh, yeah. the home shopping network. They had the, the two guys who would be on every night selling beanie babies and screaming, the purchase diver, she's unbelievable. You'll get oh, you can buy her now for three hundred dollars. That we thought Beanie Babies was gonna be our retirement plan. Excuse me, Snip is nineteen ninety-six. And uh the other one doesn't have a tag, so she's worthless. You mean nothing to me. It's Flip. funny that Cody uh is gonna have a kid and he's got a cat named Snip. Snip. Look, <laughs> totally destroyed on weed. Was it Snip or Sniff? Oh man, I I mean, it's totally Cody. destroyed on weed. Cody, I love you, man, but having referred to a Beanie Baby by its tag name on a live broadcast, I'm pretty sure you're going to be a villain in Batman the Animated Series, and you are at the very least on a list somewhere. Yeah, as, as he should be. As he looks like a high school kid, so he'll be allowed into wherever he wants to find victims. I'm very concerned that those are so handy. That he's got a paper mache Pikachu. That's not paper mache. It's origami. Why is that gorilla glue? Why, Cody, why why do I suddenly feel that you punching a wall and breaking a finger was more of a productive Yeah, this outlet? is... The more stuff you pull out, the scarier. You thought it was just, a cry for help? No. Knock over your palapa wall so we can see what else is in this room. I'm just got stuff I can reach. Get my, get my hands on. <laughs> I'm part of the Discovery family of brands. I'm going to get fired. The more times I say that, the closer my chances to getting fired come to 100%. That's Wait, that's a fantasy of yours? You shouldn't say that. Oh, I'm literally, I, this is not a spoiler. I'm literally, tomorrow I'm interviewing two of the captains from Deadliest Catch. Whoa, really? Yeah, sticking. Which Keith. ones? Are you going to say what? how, how deadly is Sig? the catch? I'm interviewing Sig and Keith tomorrow. When I talk You're about, interviewing like, Sig? Yeah. Holy crap. Dude, he's sorry. See, I'm cool sometimes, Brian. No, I how, how are we not a discovery show, Cody? This is a travesty. You know what, John? I ask him that every week. How come we're not part of the discovery family of brands? I'm barely you see me and Jesse wearing these patterned flannel shirts. Like, we're not doing this to look cool. We're not assholes here. Tan. This is not a fake tan. Yeah. You need Jesse, me. Jesse didn't wear that ring for anything except to punch a coke mule in the face in 1978 los angeles wow wow that is very specific <laughs> that is very very specific and that's why i'm growing the beard so i can look like a hipster like these guys i'm just looking around for more weird stuff within arm's reach that i can hold up i think your head would count cody look at this screen there's weird stuff right there i don't know what that there is, it is. There. i can't show that on camera you know what would be cool, Cody? If you if you knocked over your flimsy studio wall again, but then it was just a wall of dolls behind it, I would super respect it, but then also poop. Uh, gentlemen, then, yeah. just an update. My mom has now joined. She's come in just after the saddest Easter story ever. Thank you, dear. Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Noonan, I want you to know that we've never heard the Easter story, and your joining has nothing to do with that. No, we till we announcing that. Sorry, Ma. We we already told the story. So once again, your secret is out. Uh back to Beguile for their Beguile Blonde. Ooh, the blonde is a good the beer. Blonde. And uh I was love them blondes. For some I gotta I don't I don't know. I almost don't want to say this because I don't want them to run out of these. They are running an unbelievable deal on these 16 ounce four packs. 
Like, frightening. Yeah. If your local brewery is running a frightening deal, uh, do it because it's a frightening time. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, I bought other stuff, at the, you know, at the regular price, but I was like, that can't. And when I ordered the first one of these, I was like, that can't be right. You know? So I went and picked that. It was right. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I picked up a couple growlers and some in the boat shoes and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, let me see if this is. Mm-hmm. And this blonde is this is a good all day drinking beer, much like uh, much like the uh, the Colch, the Ghost Ride, or the Boat Shoes. Indeed. So you know, we actually have a Colch coming out next week at Dry Hop. Oh, what kind? Of, what's it called? Um, you should you well, should have put it in your glass, man. Yeah, it's, cold, well, it's not ready, Wave John. It in front of the screen. It's not ready, John. And it's put it put it probably is good. Put it when he's good. Dovetails, changes. Yeah. Support local McDonald's, a small Irish chain of hamburger restaurants. <laughs> oh, our buddy Craig Collins joined, who I was I uh, was not uh, fortunate enough to be on his program in Bloomington this afternoon. WJBC. Nice. Can you I say am... program out loud? Do you say it with an M M E at the end? Program. 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 So Cody, uh, you guys don't know this, but Cody is a big, uh, he loves Easter. He's a big religious zealot. He likes to uh, get with his family. Now you are socially isolated. What are you doing on Sunday? I'm apparently, and I uh, haven't started to do this, but I've heard it secondhand from my wife that I am organizing the family Zoom call to get them all uh, on board with, um, you know, being able to talk at the same time. I'm actually very fortunate. The the corporation that I work for during the day offered the Discovery uh, Family of Brands. Is that uh, the official know. Discovery Family of Brands of which we are a part? Is that the breweries? Maybe. Yeah, sure. What the heck? What the heck? Why not? Words don't matter anymore. Uh, let's just say that. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, I heard in a press briefing today that we are number one with the Discovery Family of Brands. Have I, you told not- Have you told Discovery that Jesse Jesse lean back a second? That, that Jesse is part of a, uh, an idea pitch meeting that never got beyond lunch. <laughs> but listen, listen here. So I know what you're thinking. Which silo is that, uh, that from, Jesse? What's that? What silo is your, uh, your drawing from? <laughs> this is not from a silo. Okay, I thought everything was siloed. Oh, Craig wants to know what family of brands? The Discovery family of brands, of course. No family of brands. I don't know what you're talking about. Ty Beanie Baby the, family of brands. The, the, at, the, at, the brewery's family of brands. Uh, the four of us are tied together like four mafia snitches to a piece of concrete. But the good thing is the swag that we will come up with to, uh, to shill this pro- product bleh, project is unbelievable. Flannel shirts. I, We're going to have beard combs hats, with our logo on them. Hats. Hair ties. Hair ties. New Beanie Babies with original yes. 1998 tags. Drunken Beanie Babies. That's what they're be six here. Brewery Babies, gentlemen. Can My we Beanie Babies named Dewey. Brand. Drives. Mullet Dude, can I, oil. Can I say, can I also say how cool I am? Because my son no, is going to be can't. at least, son or daughter, is going to be at least four months older than all these COVID babies. Cause we, we got prego before it was cool. We're due oh, in August. Answer, answer all these COVID kid. babies are going to be due December. They're going to have birthdays at the same time as Christmas. It's going to suck for them. It's going to be really annoying. They're going to wish that their birthdays were a different time than Christmas. 
And uh, you know what? My kid's going to be three months older. And he's going to be like, you guys suck. I'm bigger. That'd be awesome. Are you going to be bummed that your baby looks older than you? <laughs> I look so angry. <laughs> Are you going to be bummed? Are you going to be bummed that, that is your birthday like December 27th? And, and see what you see how you were describing he or she, young Falcon. It'll be great. John, you're not, your birthday's not like December 27th, is it? Oh, no, that would our, suck. Our, but if I were you, I'd be worried about the whole recorded record. You know, for your baby to just check out. <laughs> yep. That is a that is a good point, John. I have a uh, I have an automated tool that deletes anything I put on the internet after three months. I'm serious. So oh, uh, that's you know. weird because Brian has always referred to you as an automated tool when we were like Hello. That's not very kind. <laughs> wow. Thanks, John, for blow that was just between us. I'm sorry. That was that was as we cut Cody out of this thing because he's a you know, niche. He's got beanbag animals yes. on his desk. I was about to say, I thought the beanbag animals had really like pushed it to a point where we could just like be like, ah, we know he's living, he's living in a fake palapa. He's the got beanbag animals. Are we afraid of a weird origami? It's <laughs> not weird. It's a dude, it's a, it's a dodecahedron. These are brought to you by beanbag child children. Hey, Cody, is it? Is, is something going on with your audio or is, does every time you push the beanie babies like is is it broadcasting choose the form of the destroyer i'm not sure <laughs> i'm gonna go grab a beer i'll be right back boys all right uh i gotta say though uh cody spiting us here uh his camera has some incredible resolution for the it does for the it, like that just looks good Thank you. Well, it looks clear. Does it look good? No, it's like sharp. It's focused. Yes. It looks His good. resolution is fantastic. All right. Those are the words. You know we're going to get sued by the Kenny Loggins of state. <laughs> Yeah, he really dropped the logins on us. Is anybody excited to see the next Top Gun movie, Maverick? Is, no. No. Anybody going to see that? Mm -hmm. No, I'm not going to see All that. All right. I, I will probably pass it over for seven consecutive weeks on Netflix before I get a little like drunk or something. Now, have you you mentioned you were watching Frozen? How excited do you have? Uh, do you have Disney Plus, John? How excited were you when oh, uh, you don't no. have it yet? No, I no, I have Disney Plus. I love it. I am one of the biggest Star Wars fans. Okay. It's all worth it to me just for the Star, especially like Rogue One. Like rewatch Rogue One. Sorry, I, I'm plugging local breweries. Dovetail, no, no, no. Off Color, Lake Effect. But rewatch Rogue One. It's like a cool war movie. Like Jyn Erso, one of the best characters in Star Wars history. So good. It was okay. better than episode nine for sure. I like that. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. Episode eight. I never saw episode nine because episode eight was so bad. Are you talking about the guy? Are Blast you a 4chan guy? Blast oh Jedi my god. Was so we, bad. We're gonna have to fight in public whenever Craig and I thought about back. this on, when I was on Craig's show like are you years ago. Are you kidding me? It was, that was the best that I think episode I think episode eight is like the best Star Wars movie since Jedi. Which I mean, one is Jedi episode eight? Since, 
The Last Jedi. I think that it's the best episode since uh, re- uh, yeah, uh, re- Return of the Jedi. It's it's the boring, no, unwatchable the one that makes you uh, want to like, claw your eyes me? out with a oh screwdriver. Oh. oh my god. Are you kidding me? How many foot... You're not wearing one fedora and you're making this argument to me? <laughs> I'll wear a fedora. Get it. Get I it. Knock not over told... that wall again, Cody. I have not seen a Star Wars since the, the Jar Jar Binks debacle. That's when I checked out. Yeah, the new ones are good. Are the new ones are good if you if you don't listen to the people with beanie babies on their professional equipment. Well, now that I, I now that I've got Disney Plus, I'll have to watch. But did your kids go crazy with uh, with Onward? Did you watch that one yet? So they liked it. Um, if I might local plug a product, I please bucket of Garrett popcorn. And so like I had to do stuff. I think I was making bread and also like making some stuff. <laughs> One that's not um, a fedora. But I left my I left my two year old with a little little bitty bowl of Garrett popcorn, you know, the Chicago mix, and with Howard going on, and that guy just sat there and watched the thing. He had like a cheesy mouth, and it Beautiful. was just like, oh, it's so good. It was, and I know the whole thing is to judge parents using stuff as a babysitter, but like this thing was the babysitter for like like a hundred minutes. It was amazing. Sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need a babysitter. Sometimes you need a baby, especially wow. now. Jesse's going hardcore as we're. Cody raided the Undertaker's closet, which was fun. What do you got? Did you right. see the Undertaker match on Saturday at WrestleMania? I heard. I actually read about it. I don't. Dude, I stopped watching the uh, wrestling. Jesse watched. Ball. Jesse read about that article in the New Yorker. The Boneyard um, Brawl at WrestleMania on Saturday is the greatest piece of wrestling I have seen in 10 years. They took uh, wrestling out of the ring, out of the, the, the what is it? The corner, the, the squared, squared circle. circle, squared circle, and All into right. the real world. Is that oh, a nice. weak orange, Jesse? No, this is the, uh, the orange from uh, a few years ago, 2017, Oh, 18. jealous. Nice. You know, you can't be the only person punching walls, Cody. Is that chilled or room temp? Where, where, how cool do you, how cold do you drink that? Thirty-three degrees. Thirty-three, exactly. Very nice. It's actually uh, a little bit colder, so I'm gonna let it sit because I still have a little bit of this. Cheers, Jesse. Cheers, cheers. Uh, John has left. All right, everybody. Looks- um, that's awesome, Jesse. Also, the uh, yeah, Brian. So like. Yes. Vince McMahon, first of all, XFL was the last live sport to be canceled during the whole pandemic thing. Right. Right. Like I everyone you, else. I thought, like, UFC right. was. I thought UFC was. UFC is still going. Dana's, Dana's supposedly bought an island somewhere. He's actually renting Epstein's <clears throat> Island. Uh, really? He got a discount from the Clintons, and he's just going to head that out there. That is so and, 2020 uh, of you. I like that. So we're just <laughs> children going to be in UFC now? Just young girls? Or is it going to yeah, be yeah. a girl fighting an old man? How's this going to work? <laughs> well, they'll be the audience. I mean, they're already being paid anyway, so it's like, why not? Wow. Yeah, MMA. Dark. <laughs> yeah it's wow. Listen, you know who killed Epstein? Carol Baskin. That bitch, Carol Baskin. Think she fed him to a tiger? She fed him to a tiger. Stoked him with a tiger's intestine. Um, so that show, um, I, li- I listened to the podcast. It was on one of the podcast channels that I listened to. And so I, I heard the whole story and I'm like, this is so outrageous. And it was one of those things where I'm like, I couldn't, every morning I was driving to work. I'm like, this is so freaking ridiculous. This guy, what, what is happening? And then 
people started chirping about it like yeah there's a show called tiger king and i'm like oh this sounds very familiar to a podcast i just listened to hmm. and i'm like oh shit yeah this is it and i didn't want to watch a show i'm like i want to i want to see what's this all about i want to see if it's like because the, the podcast is great and then i watched the show to, to put the faces on these voices and names holy cow it was insane that that, that show was freaking insane and I, 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 there's another episode there's like a, there's one more episode allegedly oh i'm sure there's like there's there's unseen footage because apparently like um exotic joe exotic was like super racist and there was like a bunch of stuff that they cut out because of that uh there was like scenes where the the guy that was trying to produce the show um they try to like when they burn that like reptile gator house, house yeah they had the gator house they're apparently like they almost or not almost but they try to burn down the like his living quarters whatever trailer it was oh man yeah 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 so it's <laughs> that, that guy's shows, living like in the netherlands now or something yeah he's he's hanging out with his wife and um yeah i i guess uh this that showed took quite a toll on him but good on him for sticking around for that long i i don't think it's smart but cody did you so did you watch both nights of wrestlemania uh yeah uh, i was kind of in and out really a little bit both nights but uh there there were uh so what i was saying before vince mcmahon was like no i'm gonna still do sports and so he decided to keep doing wrestling and he wasn't going to cancel WrestleMania as one of the last events to be canceled because, like, I'm pretty sure the governor met with him and was like, dude, you can't put, like, 80,000 people in a stadium. That's no. not going to fly. Even the even in Florida, of all places. I may be misspeaking. It was either Florida or New Orleans this year. No, I don't it was remember. Tampa. It was, was Tampa? Tampa? Okay, it was Tampa. There you go. So, Hi, John. Welcome back. Uh, the, so the thing with WWE – so so – there are a lot of pro wrestling promotions out there, actually. Uh, uh, there's a couple, like Lucha Underground, uh, that do a lot of pre-produced video packages. And they, some other wrestling promotions treat wrestling as kind of a, more of a, they lean into the goofiness of it, right? They'll yeah. have weird supernatural characters and like casting spells. And it's very like soap opera. And they lean more into it. WWE is more like kind of like reality, no nicknames. There's no more The Rock. There's no more Stone Cold. Like they're just their names. The There's like Damian Sandow and like just full names. And okay, Steve, like, the Undertaker. Oh, yeah, no, like regular names like Damian Sandow. Not that. It's not that abnormal. I it's not Damian's. Undertaker. It's under top. I mean, I guess if you're an erotic magician. <laughs> uh, that's fair. So, uh, so WWE is more reality based, but so they started doing shows in front of an <clears throat> empty arena. They have the WWE Performance Training Center in uh, down in down in Florida. It's where they do a lot of their developmental. Is that a strip club? Uh, it's, it's actually an empty wrestling arena, which isn't that different. And um, <laughs> same amount of jewels, same amount of glitter and body oil. So <laughs> more Both. jewels, body. <laughs> Maybe Both more run on Bubba Sparks songs. <laughs> Definitely at least as many sequins on, on some of those costumes. How did Hornswoggle do? Hornswoggle no longer with WWE. <laughs> Different promotion, but good reference. But uh, that's that's so, only something I want to try on a weekend one night. Let's let's go <laughs> let's go Hornswoggle. <laughs> According so to Cody, tr- that's going to be happening at every bar once this is over. So you're putting your keys problem. in the in the fishbowl and you're going to go corn swoggle somebody too. <laughs> That's horrific. 
So WWE, they're like, because let's just keep doing. They're like, let's just I keep love doing. The whole night he's been he's been blowing things off, but now all of a sudden he's talking about WWE, and it's like, listen, fellas, shut up. I'm talking. I'm talking about wrestling. I'm freaking Dude. serious here, man. It's very important. All right, look, all I'm saying is Vince McMahon is like, let's just keep doing Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown and act and do the same stuff, the same promos, the same like weird timing for things in front of no one, but not really change or adapt anything. So uh, if you're a wrestling fan of any promotion, you know the audience is a big, important part of the show. Like they chant they boo the bad guys, they cheer the good guys. Like it's an energy they bring. Like they really are very, very central part of the show. And so WWE just keeps doing shows. So WrestleMania, like, you know, you see look at it on paper, you're like, okay, they're going to have a bunch of like big matches in an empty arena. This is going to be weird. But they decided for two of the matches to like produce them. Uh, so Sunday they did a Firefly Funhouse match with Bray Wyatt and John Cena. And it was like a weird acid trip avant-garde, like David Lynch film kind of documenting John Cena's career in match form. It was actually really artsy and really cool and like shockingly intelligent. That wrestling you like is coming back in style. That was the second night of WrestleMania. The first night of WrestleMania, they ended with a barnyard, a boneyard brawl where the Undertaker fought AJ Styles in a cemetery. There, the the Undertaker was at one point attacked by a dozen druids that came out of sheds. He at one point pointed, and a fireball exploded out of the ground. Then later, AJ Styles like threw him into a like an empty grave, and he got into like a tractor thing to like or like a like a thing that pushes dirt machines dirt are a bunch of versus a, dirt a bunch of rogue druids coming out of nowhere like we were all catholic altar boys this is northern illinois like yeah. get over it cody you also said that they were getting rid of all the crazy stuff yeah, yeah exactly what, yeah that's what i'm saying though the non-druid stuff. stuff is just like oh, regular regular wrestling in an so empty the druids are all right for these yeah. two matches they busted out like feature film and it's like a 25 minute like pre-taped video like movie basically of the undertaker like teleporting behind aj styles and like choke slamming him like off of a building into an empty grave it was the most amazing thing i've ever seen in pro wrestling it was so good like wwe needs to just keep doing this forever that's all cody you're lucky you're already married yeah I think I don't know how he kept everything hidden for so long, especially the Beanie Baby cats. That would have been that would have been a dead giveaway. Yeah, I feel like the the baby is your anchor baby in the terms of anchoring. Oh, oh no! Well, governor, it's because I'm British. <laughs> I think uh, we may have reached the point of no return on this. Uh, this That's very Boardwalk Empire of you. No, it's very, it's very, I was on the crew in high school, but never cast in the show. (laughs) So that's why I did WWE now. That's called the chorus in Oliver. I was third guy in the last row. Either that or a clockwork orange, if you just had had a (laughs) Kirby rather than the top hat. 
He's gonna he's go root for the ultraviolence. The ultraviolence. Yeah. Cody's gonna do. Gonna get, get, we're gonna find Cody next week. He's gonna have his eyes just propped open. <laughs> Being the tail of a boy who's got his own taste for beanie <laughs> violence. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Cody. I gotta tell you, man. All the milk bars are closed. It's been in there. <laughs> He's also kind of reminding me of Keith Moon and Tommy. Oh. Oh, you mean like on a lot of drugs? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. It was all just creative energy. I also like that he's looking at himself at his webcam and his monitor and seeing I was about which, say, angle, which angle the hat looks better. I'm going to answer none. None of the angles. My God. It's like a, it's like a Six Flags photo studio yeah, session. Why do you have... Oh, Cody's mom is chiming in. Oh, no. That Cody was actually the scarecrow in The Wiz. So I like that Cody's mom is coming to his defense. Hey, my son was not in the chorus. He was the scarecrow in The Wiz. He was also uh, the water guy. What, what, hey. what was the one we saw where the my water apologies, God? Is Ms. Goff. Mrs. Goff, happy Easter. I know you'll be, happy zooming. Easter. you'll be zooming. Hopefully, Cody will uh, wear nothing but a bunny suit on uh, the Easter the Easter Zoom. Why do you have a top hat just handy? I shouldn't ask that. You have Beanie Baby cats handy too, so that makes sense. But the hat, I just I, I feel like we're two. I feel like we're two prop reveals away from a human face. Yeah, this is gonna be very. Cody's one. Cody's a V. He's he's really a lizard ah. man <laughs> under that skin. Show yourself, lizard boy. <laughs> do it, lizard boy. <laughs> yeah, come on. Do Wait, it, Cody, is the Scarecrow in the Wiz kind of like the Paul Bear in WWE? <laughs> oh, oh, Dorothy! <laughs> oh, looks like Cody's on the air now. Whoa! <laughs> oh, no! Can you give us a little ease on down the road, Cody? Ease on down, ease on down the road. Don't you carry nothing that don't... I don't remember that. That might be a load. <laughs> sure. You know what? I, let me. The, the only song that's different between the movie and the stage musical is the Scarecrow song. So I had to learn. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Go look, go read the screenplay of the stage production because I know you're thinking well, look about it, up it right now. And watch the yeah. movie. The only song that's different is Michael Jackson's song. Oh, was that was Michael Jackson the Scarecrow? Uh huh. And so was I. So how Maybe much? Uh, um. Did you do the same kind of research for your parts that he did? Everything worked out. Oh, Remember your mom no. is The method actor <laughs> and my uh, house in closing is not within 500 feet of a school. Okay. Wow. Do you remember, do you guys remember when this show used to is. be AM radio broadcast quality? It, it will be again. <laughs> now we're talking about method acting. You can't have meth without OD and method. <laughs> Kind of method without meth. <laughs> method actors, meth and OD. Oh goodness! Well, I think we've uh, pretty much offended just about everybody. Uh, we covered we covered the local uh, the local beer scene. Except my mom, who said I'm drinking too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, somebody said you look like Stan Laurel. I missed your mom's comment that she was drinking too. What's mom drinking? What's Mrs. Goff drinking? Highball? Oh no. Harvey Wallbanger. I'm guessing it's a classic cocktail. Chianti. Frosé. 
Take your mom's whipping up some froze at the house. Just I would love froze right now. Chianti's are good. I just know my mom, if she's drinking, is drinking beer and crying that she uh, ever, ever denied me Easter. <laughs> what are you going to do? I mean, you deserved it. You should leave her an empty Easter basket, but with a bunch of summerly labels. Every every year I just bring a ham that's turned and I lay it out. You know, it's been out in the sun for a couple of weeks and I just leave it on her porch. Mm. Well, this is what I think of your ham. No, she is now. Well, I don't know if she's still listening. Uh, she's getting an Easter basket of Summerlee just because she, <laughs> you know. But like inside it has Miller Chill from 2009. It's got yeah, Bud Light Lime. Vintage. <laughs> it's got some White Claw. Sorry, well, Jesse. Easy. I know that's your thing. Easy. I know that's your easy. jam. Jesse's a basic babe. He loves that white claw. No, no. Law. Look at his hair now. He loves Labatt's and fighting in <laughs> provincial Ontario bars. He just had some poutine before the show started. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> he does kind of have that hockey player look. You're right. All right. Anything else we need to cover, gentlemen? No. no I, I just want to say that this was uh, goddamn fun. This was great. This, this is really great. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, we will hopefully support, you will- hey, support the quarter group. Support the quarter group. Support revolution. Support all your local breweries, or there will not be any local breweries in, in you know eight months, ten months, whatever. Do it. But thank you guys for having us because it's oh, a lot of fun. Yeah. It is a pleasure. Always you can follow John at UT Chicago. You can follow Jesse at Jesse Manbecue. Uh John is, of course, with Revolution. Jesse is the new marketing director of is it Corridor Group? It's it's the Dry Hop Breweries. Dry Hop Brewing Group. So, and you can follow Revolution on Instagram and Dry Hop on Instagram. And uh, Cody, anything uh, anything else you need to add before we wrap this baby up for tonight? We'll be back next week on what would be Tax Day, but not anymore. All right. So yes, we will be back next week. John, Jesse, thank you. Jesse, uh, get a new jeweler. Uh, that's all right. <laughs> stay out of stay out of the meth labs in the high desert. But that's uh, it's very exciting. And we will. And uh, yeah, where was that from? Where was your big dog from? Your big your big weezer art. Support hot dogs. Support hot dogs. Support beer. Support hot dogs. Support your local restaurants. Support guys who do wire art, which is very cool. Uh, Rich Chapansky. Rich Chapansky. Rich Chapansky. If you support can get the Thai to- Corporation. Get Cody some support so his palapa doesn't fall over next week. Uh, we don't want to see that again. I don't, I don't even know what that is. That's, that's a corporation, local corporation. Uh, but thank you all. Thanks, you guys. It was a really good, really good to have you on. And uh, just to reiterate to both John and Jesse, support your local breweries and all your local small businesses. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Cody, thank you, as always, for uh, getting this together. Part of the Discovery family of brands. Uh, soon, soon to welcome at the breweries into their very, very prestigious fold. Uh, we all have flannel shirts. Three, we have two and a half beards. We have a guy who shaves with lawnmowers. This is a show. There's, there's no two ways about it. Brian, you're the best of people. <laughs> I Brian, I love you. Best. Love you guys. Thanks very much. All right, uh, Cody, want to wrap it up? I mean, I'll hit end meeting. You wrapped it up. All right. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. <laughs> Bye. See you, Cody. Love you, buddy. You, Bye, you guys. Love you guys. Happy Easter, fellas. Happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter, everyone.